Welcome to the Double A Sports Podcast, minor league feel with major league discussion. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Double A Sports Podcast. We're your host, Alan and Alan. What's up, everyone? So, what you been up to, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, uh, we did get <laughs> we did get some uh, Ruby's cubes, some speed cubes. And Chrissy can d- uh, solve a Rubik's Cube in under two minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. I know. Nuts. That's good. Yeah. Other than that, we've been uh, chilling. I know the hurricane or the tropical storm came through, and I know you were without power. <sighs> yeah, it was a bitch. I do not recommend <laughs> anyone with an eight-month pregnant wife to lose your power for 60 hours. Yeah, in, in the middle of uh, August or yeah. July and August. Yeah. And, of course, people at my hotel were like, why didn't you come here? I said, I have dogs. They're like, oh, Yeah. Right, can't leave them at, at home. My hotel's not pet friendly, so, but, you know, it is what it is. It sucked. Um, luckily, my brother lives on the corner, so I took a bunch of food over there. Didn't really lose too much food. Other than that, it's just coming home and uncomfortable. Like, we tried to sleep one night at his house, and on an air mattress, it just wasn't working. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. So, but it's on now. Thank God. So, <laughs> and it sucks because, you know, I'm so behind on some of the, Me- like, watching Mets games and stuff because I'm literally ah, to my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, like, got to keep it charged. But luckily, we, we were, what, off day yesterday, so yep. it didn't hurt well, too much. The Mets had off day yesterday, yeah. but now we got 19 straight, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like, but, you know, let's go ahead and get some, some baseball news. Yeah, so the first thing we have is some good news. Um, over this past weekend, we have it to say congrats to Mike Trout. Uh, seems that they brought in a new baby boy. Yep. Beckham Aaron Trout on July 30th was born. You know, Trout um, posted on Saturday. Friday, it came out that he was on paternity um, list. I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's early. <laughs> Not really too much early. He, I think her due date was perfect. like August 5th or something. perfect timing, to be honest. So I'm like, and then it was like the question is like, okay, what's MLB going to make him do? Can he come right back? Like that was the one of the questions. Exactly. Yeah. I had, or if he was going to come back. Right. So the baby was born on what, the Saturday? Yes. And and Mike Trout was back in the lineup Tuesday. Yeah. And not only that, he hit a home run his first game back. He's hit three since he's been back. Like, <laughs> yeah, Trout's on a tear. energy's on a, but. And I, I know it has to be fake, but I saw there's a, uh, somebody posted on uh, social media that there's like a baseball reference for the, uh, for Beck, or what is his name, Beckham already. <laughs> well, it, some fans are pointing out that I love like I said, I sent um I forgot what pitcher it was. He's like, first congrats to Mike and his wife. He's like, I'm already scared to throw at your son uh, with initials bat. <laughs> exactly. So nice. it was like, was it intentional? But um his middle name is after his wife's uh brothers who passed away his name. So but I think it kind of worked out. Oh yeah, bat. I mean he's he's definitely gonna rake. So he's got know, to. So well congratulations to them. So I'm Glad he's back because there was a question like, okay, look, now you have a kid, which a lot of exactly. players in other leagues are like, look, I just had my first kid. I don't want to risk it. I'm opting out. And that was the big thing for him. He wasn't sure he was going to play or not. And he's like, I'm going to play. I'm like, well, we'll see what happens when the son's born. Yeah, well, him. we'll see what happens in the oncoming weeks, too. Yeah, you never if, know. If his team gets a scare, then he might just like, yeah, no. Yeah. So that's something to watch out for. I yeah. mean, and everybody would know this. If Mike Trout opts out, it'll be all over the place. Oh, very big news. <laughs> so speaking of COVID-19, you know, we talked about last week the Miami Marlins. Well, it came out, you know, since we talked to scene last, 
is the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, so when we heard about the Marlins, you know, there was like 18 players uh, or and staff together, 18 players basically, or some people from the organization from the Marlins, and then the Cardinals came out, and there was about what six six players and like 13 total, like staff yeah. included. Um, and you know, they were supposed to play uh, this another series. Now the the Cardinals were. But that got pushed back because another player tested positive. Yep, one more player tested positive, so everything's on hold now for them. And when it comes out more and more about what has happened, it's like this is stuff you weren't supposed to do, <clears throat> right? And and this and what the Cardinals did basically started a whole new thing, like new protocols. Um, so apparently, the Cardinals when they were playing, uh, I'm not sure what series it was, but they decided to go to the casino. Yeah. So you know, the rumor was with Miami, they snuck out when they were in Atlanta to a club. Some people said they didn't, but that's the rumor. And then now with the whole casino thing with the Cardinals, it's like this is the things that you weren't supposed to do, and it's pissing off a lot of players that we're following the rules, doing what we we're supposed to do, so we can play ball. And some certain bad apples are ruining it for everyone. Yeah, that's basically what Andrew McCutcheon said. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, the Phillies, he voiced his opinion. He was upset because they've been following the rules. They've been penalized because of the actions of other players. His team did nothing wrong, but they couldn't play baseball because the team they're supposed to play got quarantined. Um, so, yeah, he's pretty upset. Um, yeah. I mean, and not to mention, you know, when you start playing and then you stop and then you start again, I mean, that could that could stir up some injuries. Yeah, injuries or, you know, a long break. Like, yeah. Phillies had a long break that didn't get affected. They were just on the safe side. Washington was another one because they were supposed to face Miami, so they had a long stretch before they faced the Mets on Tuesday. It's like, what is going on? Like, what are you going to do? Like, do you have more practices and, like – and it's weird, like, if you're in a different city and you have to quarantine, so you're not even at home. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? The, uh, was it the Marlins? They were still in the hotel? Yeah, Ma- Miami had <laughs> a, was stuck in Philly still. Yeah, that's crazy, because th- how long were they there? Like, like a week or so? Um, they were supposed to leave, so that Sunday, and I feel like they didn't get to leave till that following weekend, so almost a week. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. And you got a whole bunch of players cooped up in a hotel room. That's That's not good. Yeah, very limited, probably what they could do. So all this going on, you know, bad apples, MLB, tightened mass regulations and other stuff to try to spearhead this situation. Yeah, um, and, and I think even now uh, they're assigning like a security guard basically yeah, to make much. sure that the teams are following protocols. Yeah, so when is the, the pretty much the outline, more information because the two breakouts of the shortened that, you know, um, masks need to be wear at all times, including in the dugout, bullpens. Only time it's not you don't have to wear a mask is when you're on field. So that's the first part of it. Yeah, so you have to wear a mask prior to the game, after the game, except yeah. for on field. Yeah, that's that's yeah. gonna be tight, tight regulations. Um of course repeated offenders will be flagged and possibly banned from the rest of the season and postseason. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a short season already. They can't afford to keep quarantine teams and because rescheduling double headers, yeah, this, that, and it's, it's just a lot. So I get it. I mean, they're not in a bubble, so they got to take as much precaution as they can. So it makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, the compliance officer, mm-hmm. if a player wants to leave the hotel, they must get approval when they're on the road by the officer. I already know this isn't going to fly by well. You know, these <laughs> players are not trying to listen to no security rent-a-cop. Yeah. So <laughs> when they're on the road, they're supposed to provide a large private room, like a ballroom uh-huh. where staff and players can get food and other amenities. Um, players are encouraged to from talking to each other facing each other. So if they're talking to each other, they got to be like very not facing each other on the table. They got to be more separated like corner-wise. Oh man. Um and of course, they're limiting the how many rows between passengers on buses. So instead of having two buses when you're traveling, you're probably having like 6, 7 
and limiting other personnel that's traveling as well now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so. Yeah, these protocols are put in place. However, um, what could teams do to make sure that their players follow through with these regulations? See, this is the first test, and NFL, I'm pretty sure, is watching very closely. Absolutely. Because every other, like we talked about, league is in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And they have both reported no, te- no positive, no positive, no positive. Well, MLB is the first one who's not doing a bubble and is having problems. So it's like, what can we do? It's, it's like almost like you pretty much got to make a bubble, but how you do it at home? Like, you really got to... Limited. I don't know if they can get the technology the NBA got with the rings, mm-hmm. uh, make them log like NBA does. Because I've watched um, one of the Lakers player; he's vlogging in the bubble. Like every morning, they have to check their temperature twice, get tested daily. Yeah, and they have a ring where they can possibly catch it early. Well, uh, and like you said, the NFL's taking notice, but at the same time, that they they carry a lot more personnel than Major League Baseball. I yes. mean, you got like 60 guys on the team it's themselves plus all the coaches and well, everything else. This is a lot of people to keep Yeah, cuz right now of. it's 90 because it's training camp and they got windled well, down. Well, yeah, but I mean, luckily they don't have to play any preseason games or no. maybe that's not luckily because <laughs> that, a lot that, of scrimmages like Right, but you know that who knows how that's going to affect when it comes down yeah. to playing real ball. Um, but I don't I don't know what you do in this situation. I don't think I think with the officer Maybe help like it helps a person accountable to make sure where you're at, where you're going. I'm just saying like these guys are going to do what they want, and if you penalize them, now you got to risk the fact of saying, "Oh, well, you know what? I'm not putting up with this crap. I'm just going to opt out." Just like Cespedes. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and I really hope that maybe these two scares think you think about it twice now. Like I want to get out, do something. Like maybe I shouldn't. That's if, that's a good point. Like maybe this is a scare that scares everyone. Like okay, we need to straight follow the rules. We're here to play ball. Let's have some fun. Unfortunately, we can't go out like we used to. Like, you know, we visit the city. Like, oh, I got this great spot. Well, okay, but but think about it this way. You got these guys that are in a sprint, 60 games. There's a lot of pressure each and every night. Like I said, the Mets have 19 games straight. They're going to want to have some time to relax, and we're not talking about the hotel. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. These guys are really going to have to be strict on what they're doing, but I don't know if they can or not. Hopefully they can. Hopefully we get through the season. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to be surprised if anybody gets out and we have another issue like oh, with yeah. the team. And then um, Trevor Bauer has a vlog for doing the whole thing. It's interesting that his first one I watched was when they get to the stadium, they have a guy stopping them, checking their temp, and then these five, six questions they have to ask. Yep, yep. It's like, I love his car. Like, have you been everyone with Central? No, I hate people. <laughs> That's a, that's a funny thing. That's, a, that's the same thing that I had to do today. Today I had to go to court and file because uh, somebody refused to leave their house when their lease is up. And when I go to the courthouse, there's an officer there and they're asking questions as yeah. well. Like, have you been in contact with anybody who has COVID? Have you left the, the state or the country? And blah, blah, blah. All, you get 20 questions. Yeah. Um, my wife went to her doctor's appointment today. They gave us a thing. And pretty much they're going to ask us that because we were wondering, like, do we have to go get tested before? Yeah. Possibly. They're like, no, they're going to test you there. They're going to ask you all these questions when you come here. I'm like, okay, just the basic covid questions and stuff so um so with all these you know rescheduling and stuff um we'll break to talk about what they all did with that um before all this kind of they officially did the double they did the double header rule now yep yep so what would the great ernie banks think of this new rule let's play two but it's not really two full games exactly um and i'm okay with it because now the, the they're going to do seven inning double headers um, I'm not a huge fan, but at the same time, I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's already a sprint. We we already might have to reschedule games depending on how the players are going to be. Um, so, I mean, if it's going to help us get through the season, then I'm on board with it. Yeah, pretty much, you know, you don't want to do no late night, you know, the express a shot to staying up watching your team play or 
yeah, turn around, do a quick, and um, it's it's gonna well, be like we already get it in minor leagues, so some of these players should be used to it in minor leagues because when well, you play minor leagues, you have to do seven games. I don't know how the, feel, the how the players feel about it, but I feel that they should be okay with this because they don't want to sit there and play two nine inning games and possibly go to extra innings each time they play, and, and especially if they have. I'm referencing back to the Mets; they have a 19 game streak uh, or 19 days in a row. If you had to do that and you play double headers in between those or something. That's just a lot, man. And I think they wouldn't, they would have a problem with it if they didn't expand the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Because now it makes it, now like, okay, we have more opportunity to get in now. So mm-hmm. maybe it's okay, let's just get it out of the way. Let's get these games going. All right. Um, but also, you think about these, you know, innings and stuff like that. Like, you already seen star pitchers, stuff of like Verlander, Kuber, Clayton Clayshaw, and others be injured. Um, you know, those are seven of the last 18 award winners for the Cy Youngs. Is it an issue of them being ramped up too quick? Like, is Possibly, yeah. I mean, you think we had summer camp was really short, and then yeah. you throw them right into the mix after we've been on a pretty long break, if you ask me, for guys who were already in the zone and then had to shut down and then had to get back into the mentality. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this does open opportunities for younger players to get their starts. Uh, the Mets are playing right now against the Marlins. I think it's the Marlins' first game back. Um, no, they played two games in okay. Baltimore. Okay, so so Marlins are playing the Mets, the first game against the Mets, and uh, they got a rookie who hasn't played past A ball um, in his career, and he's got a filthy curveball. So, I mean, I'm just saying you get better looks at some guys, but at the same time, I do I do feel what you're saying about the concerns. Yeah, so then also with the doubleheader, now they're considering, like, because remember, right, I think in here the next day or so, or they already did, they are supposed to go from 30 people to 28 roster, yep. and then another two weeks go down to 26. Well, most likely they're hearing is 28 might be the whole rest of the season because of the doubleheaders yeah. and stuff like that. Because it used to be when doubleheader, you got to bring someone up. Exactly. So they're like, we might as well just keep these two players, which is in the negotiations right now. Most likely it's going to stick. It needs to. I mean, because like I said, anybody could be off the team like that just based on the COVID situation. Um, so I think it's good to keep those guys around because emergencies are going to come up and this is a good time to have them on your team. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye and see what else they do. If the, the 28 men sticks, it might as well. So we'll keep on it. Now, this next thing was very interesting that came out last night. Ozzie Glenn, former manager, especially the White Sox, the world champion White Sox, he is now an um, analyst for NC, uh, NBC Sports Chicago and is working the network's postgame show. Um, he didn't stray from his hatred. So pretty much how it came up was, you know, their host, Chuck, uh, teed up – you know, the question, who do you dislike more, Carlos Gomez or Nick Swisher? And he didn't hell back. He said, oh, my God, Nick, nobody can compare with Nick Swisher. I hate Nick Swisher with my heart. Man, those are harsh words. Um, you know, it's crazy because, you know, when I think of Nick Swisher now, I mean, he's doing like a he, he's a host of like American Ninja Warrior or something similar to that. I'm not sure yeah. what the what the game show is. Um, but me and Alan got a chance to meet him um, after one of a uh, Cam Chancellor has like a cookout he does every year in uh, Norfolk here. And then after that, we went to the Tides game and Nick Swisher was on the AAA team uh, playing. Of the Yankees, yeah. Of the Yankees AAA team at the team. I, I think it was like his like last season playing basically. He was trying to get back with the team or something. He yeah. didn't want to give up yet. But he was the nicest guy. I mean, he was actually taking time, spending out there with fans. He was talking to everybody, uh, cracking jokes, signing everything for everyone, taking pictures. He was the life of the party. I mean, he was the nicest guy when we met him. So I don't know. I can't speak from anyone else's experiences, yeah. but from what me and Alan seen, I really think he's pretty nice. Yeah, he said Swisher's fake. He just can't, can't stand fake people. And then that one year was just too long for 
for you know. Right. Well, I get it. If, I mean, if he's fake, that could be one thing. But it's kind of hard to be that fake in a Triple A stadium after a game. He could have got right on the bus. So maybe <laughs> something changed since two thousand eight, and then when yeah. we saw them, yeah, maybe people do change. So, but you know, he was having a ter- you know he got traded from Oakland to Chicago for Gio Gonzalez at the time, which was a top prospect for Chicago. Yep. He started season as a leadoff hitter. Then he ended up going to seventh, eighth spot as low as ninth. His average only did 200. And then it's just, I guess, the way that he carried himself towards the end of the season is what Gillian really had issues with. So Yeah, it could have caught him at a bad time of his career. Um, I don't know. But um, I, I've seen nothing but good things, so I, yeah, I can't I, speak on I, the bad know, the stuff. few times we met, like the, we met him that one time and just the reaction and then his – where he carries himself. And I was, I was like, wow, like, what did you do to piss this man off? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just as shocked as you are. I was like, you know, it, it could happen. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's guys that I think are really nice, and there's other guys that I don't think are so nice that some people might. So it, it just depends on the day you meet him. But he was his coach, so I'm, I'm assuming he has more insight than I do. Oh, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> our five, ten minutes with a guy compared to, you know, exactly. season 162 right. games. Right. Yeah. Plus, so. Well, all right. Well, anyways, now some sad news. Um, it seems that, you know, the Field of Dreams game is going to be canceled this year, which, you know, we expected. Um, and it's, if, I just feel like, you know, it's like if you build it, they will come. Uh, not till next year. Yeah. So um, it's pretty much a result of the rescheduling because of St. Louis. St. Louis was supposed to play the White Sox. And because they got to shorten up, do double headers, instead of going there for one game, it yep. just doesn't make sense to do it this no, year. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, I did hear that when they do reschedule it next season, uh, the White Sox are going to be a team that's going to play there. They just don't know who their opponent's going to be yet. It'll be determined later. Well, yeah, because they're probably giving some money to White Sox because, you know, they're giving up a home game, which you think about money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you get to play there. You're going to get the revenue. So they are committed to them for that season. So they owe them a game. Oh, they could do it future. Especially if they televise it. Yes. I mean, because I'd watch it just because of the Yeah, I think it was up. supposed to be a Sunday night game on ESPN so or something like that. So then they should get revenue yeah. share for that, too. So, okay. you know, certainly everything, you know, so St. Louis, Detroit. So they're supposed to do a four-game home-and-home series between each other. Was um, originally scheduled for, you know, August 3rd through 6th. Of course, you know, St. Louis with, the, unfortunately, the double, you know, of the COVID. So they'll be playing double headers. So the first double header will be played on Thursday, August on um, 13th in Detroit, beginning at 1. And, of course, the second one will be p- played right after. And then the second one will be played in September at Bush Stadium at 2.15 start, and then the other one right after. Okay. Um, St. Louis and White Sox, because, like, you know, the doubleheader, they have to reschedule because of that. They're moving the Field of Dream game, so that's why they have to do that. So, unfortunately, it sucks. So, so because of that being moved, I guess it was supposed to be on Fox for this date. Um, Fox picked up Milwaukee and Chicago for that game to show the on air. Okay. Um, Milwaukee, Detroit, because, you know, stuff had to move around because Brewers were supposed to play, or they were playing St. Louis when the COVID happened, so they got quarantined. Eesh. So they will play a move-around doubleheader. It's just crazy. And then, like, St. Louis, Milwaukee, they got to make up their other games. Right, so hopefully these teams don't have to get quarantined again that are already having to make up these games because then it's going to be tough. Yeah, so their three games they're supposed to start was, you know, July 31st to the 2nd. Yep. They're now been moved to Monday, September 14th, and Wednesday as well as Friday the 25th, so they're adding them around. Okay. But the September 25th game, 
um, the Brewers will be served as the home game as the double, first game of the doubleheader that day. Okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't make a difference at that point. Uh, Philly and Toronto. Toronto will host Phillies in the doubleheader on August 20th at Buffalo. Beginning at 1, these games will be make up as originally scheduled for Friday the 31st and Saturday the 1st when Philly got quarantined because of Miami. Have they played in Buffalo yet? No, their first game is supposed to be this week coming up. Okay, great. Because like, man, I have I've missed it. I haven't got to check out the stadium. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be August 11th is their first day. That it. should be interesting. I can't wait to see how they got a, a MLB ready, TV um, ready. <laughs> Toronto at Baltimore was really scheduled for 7:35. This now been started at one o'clock to do a doubleheader. Philly and Boston, same thing at seven to go up to one. Okay. So pretty much these, if you're supposed to be at home and you weren't supposed to play again, they're adding teams, making double headers. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, but what can you do? I mean, we knew there had to be some adjustments going on this season. It wasn't going to be plain and simple. It has yeah. to be some, something going on, right? Yep, and then, you know, Philly and Miami, even though I was confused, oh, they're supposed to play the fourth and sixth, but because, you know, Miami was still quarantined, they got to juggle around a couple of different dates for them. Boston, Miami, it's like, and then, of course, Washington, Miami. Oh, yeah juggled around to all those different dates and mm. stuff. So it's insane if once you look at it, like how many games. And then, of course, Yankees at Baltimore, since Baltimore is supposed to play Miami, so they played the Yankees because the Yankees were supposed to play Philly, so they played, so they had to adjust their schedule a little bit. It's like, wow. Mm. There's a lot of juggling on. It is. Juggling going on there, but <laughs> I guess I guess it's, it's got to suck to be in a Marlins position because they, they know that there's a lot of – yeah. Things working around, and they've only played like what I don't know four or five games in the season. They had they played three games and then had a week off, and then <laughs> played two games, and they're playing right now. Yeah, know? so this is their sixth game playing. I mean, it's just yeah, it's tough. I mean, when you got teams that already played twenty percent of the season, you're trying to play catch up, and especially weird when you look at our division. Oh yeah, where it's like us Mets in Atlanta, and then everyone else had. COVID breaks because of their teams. <laughs> in their first place. And I'm like, this looks so <laughs> weird because, like, how do we play this many games? So did Atlanta. And you look at this t- these other three teams. Like, what's their record? Oh, they got one more win than us. I'm like, well, how's their percentage? Oh, that's right. They had, like, three games off. Exactly. Which makes me think that these teams in the short season have to play the games because win percentage doesn't mean anything if you play yeah. a quarter of the season. Yeah. So next, you know, with all this, you know, happening, these teams with the scares – Players have now opted out, and one opted back in. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Let's go, let's talk about the opted out players first. Um, you know, so there's mostly, like you said, a lot of a lot of big names, um, mostly pitchers. I, I'm not sure, uh, but we got Lorenzo Cain yep. of the Brewers, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, he had a, a heart issue, I think, for the Red Sox. Uh, Cespedes for the Mets, you guys know he disappeared, and then all of a sudden he opted out. I'm still concerned about what happened in that one, but it was weird. Uh, Francisco Liriano, the Phillies. Um, I mean, who, you got anybody else who opted out as a big name? Um, uh, Coach Stewart, most likely he was going to start because his condition with diabetes and stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't risk it. Uh, Shelby Miller with the Brewers opted out. Um, Ian, um, Ian Diaz of the Marlins decided to opt out, and then Tim Collins of the Rockies. Also, and then of course Nick Markakis decided, like, well, I guess I'll go and play. I'm missing baseball. <laughs> yeah, so Markakis opted back in. Um, he said that with everything going on, it's not just uh, uh, with everything going on, not just in baseball, but in the world, it, it makes you open your eyes. Uh, he said he's got three kids at home. He's missed it uh, for 11 years, but he he felt like he saw his team out there, and he said, hey, 
if those guys can go out there and play, I, I don't want to let my, my team down. I, I want to be there. Yeah. I wonder how weird it was when they called, like, yeah. Uh, remember I said I'm not going to play? Yeah, I'm coming back. So I know. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, how the, the clubhouse, the, the guys felt. I, I'm sure they felt Oh, they're probably okay. like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. we got our, our other outfielder back. But that's when you know you got a true, uh, true baller, man. He, he's out there like, hey. This is the game I love. I'm my my teammates risk it. They're out there. They're playing. I got I'm, I got the itch. I can't just sit here. I want to play. Yeah, and then most likely what we said before the season that he is possibly a fourth outfielder, so he's not an everyday player. Or maybe now with a DH, you know, he was possibly that position as well. So yeah, yeah. it's like when you well, almost figure out the team, then you got this other like, oh, I got another player now. And well, it's not from a trade. It's someone that we already had. Well. With with the the big names that have already opted out or, or got injured, that you need him to come back just yeah. just just to keep your team solid. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's just insane that you know. And first couple players, right when the news happened, it's like, oh, I'm opting out. This is getting scary. I'm like, okay. And then we'll go more in depth with Cespedes. Well, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens moving forward. I mean, right now it seems to be okay, but if if more players start jumping on the bandwagon of getting out of the game, then it's going to be a real concern moving forward. Um, but speaking of players and opting out, let's talk about injuries. So, yeah, we have some injury news. And the first one to start off with is kind of shocking. Not, It's, like, unfortunate. We've been waiting for this to happen. And Otani has been shut down from pitching the rest of the season. Yeah, man, it's nuts. Showtime came out, and I watched it. It was the first game he got to pitch in a couple years now, I think. Uh, and he, he didn't get out of the first inning. We talked about it. He didn't even throw it out. Yeah. Um, so he's shut down. He's going to be the DH for the rest of the season. It's it's pretty sad um, because I thought the Angels could use an extra arm, and I thought he was going to be good to go. But apparently he's not close. No. No. Yeah, so in his first two starts, of course, we know he didn't record out the first start. His second start, he only went 1.2 innings. Yeah, no Giving bueno. up eight walks, a 37.8 ERA. His velocity on his uh, fastball was 93, his first start. Got up to 94 his second start, but – you know, it's still not quite there. So they had an MRI because he started feeling a little discomfort in the arm after a second ugly start. So we don't know exactly what's going on. It'll say forearm, what they kind of said. So they're just shutting him down for pitching. Yeah, that's too bad, man. I mean, so uh, the only thing I, th- I can say is let's not compare him to Babe Ruth yet as a two-way player. Yeah, he still he, said he still wants to pitch. So we'll see what happens next year. But at least Angels got some good news. Um, Julio Teron is getting closer to finally rejoining the team from COVID. He's supposed to pitch a... A limited game, so at least there's a pitcher going into Otani's spot, most likely in another week. Okay, well, so so the Angels have their pitching situation figured out, but another team has issues with their pitchers, and these are big names. Uh, it looks like the Twins, their injured players are Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. Yep. And, I mean, these are two pitchers that everybody knows their name. You know, they we know what they can bring, and the Twins are competing this year. So this is a pretty big loss, in my opinion. Definitely. Um Pitching is the thing, especially this short season. You need quality pitching no matter what, and that is big factors. And mm, like I don't like a couple <laughs> starts, and if you don't have a deep, you know, prospects or guys that can step up, it gets dangerous real quick. Yeah, so the, I mean, this would be a good opportunity if these teams are going to make these runs and these pitches really do hurt them that bad. It's time to think about trading. Yes. And, and and that needs to happen. And, you know, we're talking about four <laughs> weeks away from trade deadline. Exactly. So it's time to figure out if you're a contender, pretender, or seller, buyer. And it's going to be interesting. Like like we said, um, especially if it's players whose contracts are vo- into this year, you're not going to get hardly anything. Yeah, I know. Because you're really getting the player for one month. 
yeah. plus playoffs. So well, and but like you said, I mean, trade deadline's coming in four weeks, but in that time, these teams are going to know where they stand because yeah. it's such a short season that we're going to know who needs to go where. Unless we have some more, you know, uh, quarantines, then we might have an issue with what his outlook's going to look like. Yeah. Um, other one who's finally actually getting some little better news is Steven Strasburg is finally going to yeah. make his major league debut, not major league debut, but for the season. Right. Season um, debut. Hopefully Sunday against the Orioles. So, you know, he had some nerve, you know, tingling before the start of the season. And now apparently the feeling has gone, like came back. So he's been throwing. So it looks like he's good to go. And then the manager did announce he is throwing <clears throat> Sunday. So, okay. Good news for the Nats. Um, they could absolutely use Strasburg. I mean, yeah, especially at the scare the other night against the Mets with um, Scherzer? Scherzer going yeah. out in a one inning. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Exactly. They got all over him. And he, like they're he hyping up this out. game like, you know, this is a good, big game. And then it's like, where's what happened? Why is Eddie out there? <laughs> exactly. And nothing was said until <laughs> after the game. And yep. then they, and that's when he's like, yeah, you know, well, I kind of did this. Well, you knew that it wasn't. I mean, you knew if he came out of the game, something's not right. Because Scherzer's the kind of guy who could pitch the whole game if he wants. Yeah, because I was like, what happened? I'm like, he only gave up one run. And I'm like, 27 pitches. I'm like, what's – and nothing was said. Like, they kept it quiet the whole game. Like, you're like, are they going to announce anything? Like, did he feel discomfort in his elbow? Like, oh. I'm like – because that's what you think about it. Like, velocity was down a little bit. Like, oh, that usually means Tommy. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this is going to be a Ooh. blow. That might, this, that, might be, then, that might be a career ender. Then he was like, oh, it's my hammy. I'm like, mm-hmm. it happened last game. It tweaked a little bit. I'm like – well, okay. we, we, we knew something wasn't right because he, he's not looking like the Max Scherzer we all know and love. Yeah, especially post-game, you know, the Nationals showed that when he was throwing bullpen, you saw his little scrint. Like, he did, he felt some discomfort. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, being Scherzer, he wanted to push through it. And he tried for at least an inning. And then he, I guess, I wonder if it was him or the coach was like, yeah, no. Well, Scherzer has lower velocity, and he's, he's dealing with that injury. Um, but let's talk about another team that has low stats. Uh, the Astros, their hitting stats aren't that good, if you haven't noticed. But they have a player who's injured, Roberto Osuna. Yes. Um, and it doesn't help that um, they just lost someone else to um, suspension. Oh. Uh, one of their pitchers to an 80-game suspension. That's right. So yes, they did. It's like, man, like your pitching is depleted. Verlander is still up in the air. What's going on with him? Yep. Um, so it's like your bullpen and not really your starters are just depleting. Yeah. You're looking at Zach Granke like, help us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ex- a perfect example. Yeah. They are not in a good situation. Like not you, where they thought they were going to be. No. Like you lost Cole. Like, okay, we're still good. We have Granke this year. We have Verlander, you know, defending Cy Young champ. But then – and we lost injuries. Verlander, yeah, and then the injuries keep injuries. piling up. And then injuries. no more trash cans, so then the stats on the other side aren't, aren't adding up. I don't know, man. It's pretty bad. Um, but another team that I wanted to talk about, so we, we were actually shooting this a little bit later than normal because we were supposed to have this podcast on uh, Tuesday, uh, but the hurricane happened, and we had to push it back. But at that time, the Mets were playing in the series with the Braves, and we had some injuries as well as their players. Uh, I know that at the time, Jeff McNeil, Ahmad Rosario, and Robinson Cano all came out of the game. They were day-to-day. Uh, one of those players at Cano. Cano is, is on not, a 10-day. Okay, so he's on a 10-day. Um, I think Ahmad Rosario is back in the lineup tonight, so that's he's fine, I think. Um, but the other issue that we had in that game is that the starting pitcher for the Braves, Their Mike ace. Sirocco, Mike Soroka, he he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Like he went to go first um and just collapsed. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, and no, we knew it wasn't good. I was like, doesn't he go out? Like, what is this? Like what happened? And 
you know, Braves really don't say much during the game. They always wait till after, and then pretty much right when the game ended, it was Achilles. Well, everybody on social media se- seemed to know that they were thinking it was Achilles it, as well. Because pretty much with that, it's either your knee gives out or Achilles happens. So it's one of the – well, you don't want neither of those to happen because there are long-term recoveries. Right, and, and, you know, we're Mets fans, but I don't wish any harm against any player, even if it is on the Braves. And, and they need th- these players. And that's their ace. That's their what star I'm saying. young yeah. guy. Like, you know, we thought he was, he was going to compete for Cy Young this year, and he was – looking great for this part of the season so far yeah i mean as much as as good as their hitters are they need pitching everybody needs a good solid pitching staff to get to the wins so i'm concerned about the braves uh, season right now i don't know what they're going to do um we'll see how it continues from here but that's a huge loss and that's another thing we said about the double headers like was summer camp too quick for these pitchers exactly like should of these coaches like we thought was going to happen at first only went three innings and slowly stretched them out not going five first go out so that's another concern if summer camp was rushed and these pitches are suffering because of this, how is, is this is this even a good move this year playing ball? Because think about it. Next year, what if we have all these aces that are hurt or injured, not going to play at all? That's that's something to think about. Yeah. If you reflect back on the season and say, well, you know what, all these really good pitchers are hurt because of what we did. I don't know, man. That's a tough situation to be in. Yeah. So let's go and then let's talk about some hitters. Eric Hosmer's on the on the on the IL. Yep. For stomach lining infl- inflammation, because he first thought, you know, he's been dealing with like almost flu-like, you know, symptoms for months. And I guess it come out that he just stomach lining is just too much for him. And the same thing, uh, another good hat- hitter, which we thought could do the 400, is Tim Anderson. He's got put on the IL for strain right groin. Yeah, and uh, like you said, the these injuries I feel like have a lot to do with the way we got brought back into the season. Um, and this, and this is not going to be the end of it. I'm, we're going to get more guys with the same kind of injuries. They're going to pull their hammies, their, their Achilles, unfortunately, things like that. It's, it's going to be a common. Yeah. Um, Josh Donaldson with the Twins, he had he left Friday's game with a right calf and he sat out Saturday and Sunday's game. So it's like these minor – and these are, I think, 60 games, one, two games is a big factor. Luckily, Twins are have, like, one of the best records right now. So, But still, you don't want to miss that much time. You can't. You can't afford it. And then another big one was Mr. Mookie Betts, Mr. Big Money Man. I know. You know, swinging the bat and jammed the middle finger. So it's kind of like he's day-to-day right now. Yeah, but, I mean, luckily for his team, they can survive without that player missing. That's the one team who's like, okay, next man up, let's do this. Right, yeah, that's the one team that if I have faith in in, uh, not missing a beat, it's them. Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's kind of funny. And then so... And then some trades are starting to slowly happen around the league. Most of them have been designating people for assignments and making trades with people who probably claim them or something like that. But there's one trade that was kind of actually was shocking was uh, Richard Brewer of the um, Orioles was traded to the Marlins on Friday for a player to be named later because everyone was wondering, you know, Orioles were in a tight game. Like, why isn't Richard up throwing yet? Oh, and then yeah? it comes out sitting like, oh, yeah, you're traded. <laughs> That's why it was like he you know the late inning. It was close game. Like okay, I'm about to probably pitch. Aren't the Orioles doing decent? They're, they're not doing, doing as terrible as we thought they would. Yeah, you know, and so they and I hate these players to remain later because you don't know what uh, you're getting. Right. 
well, I'm sure they have something in mind, but they don't want to come out with it. Um, they, they probably have an idea of what kind of player they need. They just need to make sure that it makes sense to both, both organizations. Yeah. Um, and then you said they played, they, they traded to the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because these are two teams that we didn't think are going to have much of a run this year, but so far they're, they're making in it. some noise. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like I said, you never know in a short season. Uh, the one trade, not really a trade, but like you said, they're doing a bunch of moving around items that stuck out to me was the Astros. They signed uh, Chase DeJong from the Independent League. Uh, Sugarland Skeeters. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's the team that uh, Roger Clemens was pitching on. Oh, when he was over 50, still, yeah, he was trying to make a comeback. He's playing for the Skeeters because I think one of his sons or something was playing on the something team. Something like that. Yeah, I remember that a couple. <laughs> but years he was ago. dealing out there at 50, though. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> Roger Clemens. You know. I, hey, I don't. Yeah, I don't care what age you are. I guess Roger's still bringing it. Yeah. So, you know, trades are more like people are now, like we said, like trade deadlines in a couple weeks. Now it's like. What do we need? Who can we get? What's what we're willing to pay? Like, and I feel like you're gonna see some players who have like an extra year left in the deal mm-hmm. to make like, look, if you want this prospect, I need a guy that has an, another year. Absolutely, because that will benefit more if you want more prospects. Because these little rentals are gonna be like dirt cheap double A guys who's who's at home just working out right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's in the trade market. Like I said, I, I wasn't expecting the Orioles and, and the Marlins to be in the trade market right now. Uh, the teams that, I, that come to mind uh, is absolutely like the Astros with pitching and, and the Twins with pitching because these are teams that I'm expecting to make a big run. So they, they need to solidify their team yeah. and get some chemistry going. Yeah, and if Astros keep digging themselves into more holes, like now do you start selling your players? Because Springer is um free agent after this year. Carrera, I think, has one year deal year left like some of your younger guys yeah, yeah. Like, do we start going and start rebuilding and you know what it, it might be more yeah so not only do they have only have like a year or so left on their contract the team is tainted with these players on it right now if you split them up that makes it a lot easier for people to forget it not forget but it makes it easier to get through the seasons but if yeah. you have the same group of guys together it's not going to be a good, yeah. good show and it's like you have your one good pitcher like we can get maybe a decent prospect if we trade Granky now like yeah. it, it all depends where they're at like come I'm going to say the third week of August, like a week before the trade deadline, we'll know good chance. Like, okay, look, you have, we'll say, 30, 40 games left. Can you dig out of this hole or not? I wonder if it's even on their mind yet, man, because anybody who's an Astros fan, I'm, I'm sure the owner, everybody, they expect them to compete for a title. They're not expecting them to not make the playoffs and, and no. have to worry about trading away their, their talent. They're thinking this is our time still. Yes. Like you think, like you said, like with especially like Chicago, like you have certain players under contract for only one or two more years. Like we have a limited time. Same thing with Astros. You thought, okay, yes, we lost Garrett Cole, but we still have a great team together. Yep. And it just hasn't been there. So it, the trade deadlines will be very interesting. It's be crazy because the names are not really being traded unless. <laughs> well, if the Astros stink this year for some reason, do you think they're going to have a fire sale? Like we got to get rid of everyone. I would. <laughs> I would definitely, would. especially think, with not getting, you know, was it the first round pick this year and stuff like that, like losing that talent that you're going to have to rebuild. I, I think that I would, too, just because of the negative news and, and just the vibe around that. Like team you got to right think about certain players like you think Bregman, who's been, you know, MVP candidate, like, OK, look, this is the guy we need to build around. Yeah. What can we do to build around this guy? What can we go get? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know if you build around Bregman alone because you think Altuve is still there, and then you got to think they got a solid pitching staff. Reminds me of like the the mid nineties uh, uh, Braves. You know, the, yeah. The whole t- you could build around a lot of people on yeah. this team. But I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, if you want to build around Bregman, what do you need? Well, you still need pitching regardless, um, especially if you got aces that are just 
out. And then you you definitely need hitters. I mean, that's that's the one thing they're missing right now. They're not hitting. Yes. Well, we know why, but that's what you need. So, you know, <laughs> let's go around the league and talk some top performances out there that we've been seeing lately. Okay. Um, well, so I basically broke this down as the top performances are kind of like my players of the week. Okay. Um, and this was, this was done on Tuesday, so some things might have changed since then. Uh, but the first one I had to touch base on one of the uh, top performances around the league is Shane Bieber yeah. of the Indians. When I wrote this, um, he, he just got done pitching his second game. Uh, he had 27 Ks, uh, 13 against the Twins, and 14 against the Royals. Uh, he was at a 2-0 with a 0 ERA. Uh, since then, he's pitched another game. He has 35 Ks overall, and his ERA is at a 0.83. Yeah. Come on, man. Get on the train. I told yeah. you Bieber's a guy. So how I got my – I got three pitchers and three um, hitters for my list, and Bieber is one. Like, you can't argue with the ERA, the 3-0 start, and unfortunately, he's like one of the golden spots for the Indians right now. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're a little in the mix, you know, it's still early, but wasn't he one of the guys that we talked about with our vault picks of the next decade? Yes. I think possibly so. like Cy Young winning. Wins. Yeah. I think so, so, so we, we were really on the Bieber train prior to the se- season starting, but he is definitely, cause he came out of nowhere last yeah. year, like really came on strong. And then when they trade away Bauer and then Kluber this off yeah. season, I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> exactly. You were right. Alan was like, I'm what are like, they doing? But they got some guys like, I like them. I'm like, <laughs> well, wow. But all he I know, has stepped up. Yeah. He's going to be the guy to watch. He's definitely going for a Cy Young. He's trying to be the next best thing. And so far, he's not disappointing at all. Yeah. Um, so my one of my other pitchers I got, which is kind of surprising, is Lance Lynn. Okay. Texas. Yeah. And three starts, he's 1-0 with a .49 ERA. Yeah, Lance. 24 Ks. And his one earned run he's given up was a home run. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, no, that's great. I think, the, I think the average, if I remember looking at the record, is like is 100 batting average against him. Great. Yeah, he came out. Like, it, Texas got a steal with this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's coming, for, he's so coming out looking like uh, midseason form against these guys. He's ready. He's yeah. ready to go. And that's I like it. And I unfortunately, like you no, know, Cooper's down and out for them for most seasons. So it's like, oh, it sucks. Because who knows if Cooper was who we think Cooper can be with him, like that one, two. Yep. They're probably doing really good in that division. All right. Well, the next guy I have is Aaron Judge for the Yankees. I, I don't. I, I mean, I know we were joking him earlier in the year because we were saying, "Hey, were they cheating?" And he was like batting one ninety one or whatever it was. Yeah, but this year, I don't care what you say. Judge is in the zone. He's trying to regain his home run powers. I it, mean, he, especially with the wondering if he was going to play or not with that rib injury. I know. Prior to the season, we thought he was out for a while. Um, he would have been, but now that he started and he got time to heal, that he benefited from this. <laughs> Tremendously. Um, when I wrote this, like I said, it was for Tuesday's show. Uh, he homered at five straight games, hitting six total through the weekend. Um, but now, since then, uh, he yep. has seven home yep. runs. He was batting 314, but now currently he's batting 302 with yep. seven home runs. This guy is on a tear. Yeah, in 12 games, 13 hits, 17 RBIs. Was like, he on one of your, your mentions? Yep. Yeah, so. You can't go wrong with that guy right now. Like Right we, now, you can't. He's leading the league in home runs. Like, it's like, what the hell? Like, oh, Judge hit another home yeah, run. Yeah, I was expecting. For someone who was sure was barely swinging the bat during summer camp. With a rib injury. And now is crushing balls. I'm yeah. like, something happened. I know. I don't know what happened. Like, but did it heal finally, like the last week of summer camp? I, like, I was I was expecting more noise uh, coming out of John Carlos Stanton right now. Yeah, especially how he slimmed down and everything. But exactly. Maybe that's maybe that's why. Judge is benefiting because they got pitched to him instead of Stanton. I don't know, because remember, Stanton got off real quick those two home runs in, in yeah. D.C. yeah. And Judge came around a week later and just started got hot. Well, I'll tell you what. If those two guys alone start getting hot for the Yankees, the league better watch out. Yeah. 
Those are two like really power power hitters. It's like having Sosa McGuire on your team. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, I'll do a hitter as well, and I'll, I have one more pitcher that Me we too. haven't talked about. Um, hitter is our guy, Mike Yaz. Yes, yes, man. He is making noise. So the 14 games, he's hitting three home runs. Two of them were splashdowns in San Francisco, eight RBIs. But the biggest thing with him, he's very smart with the ball. He has 13 walks already this season. I love it. And is batting 319. Great, great story. I love it. Mike Yaz, good job, man. I think he just hit a walk-off too, didn't he? Yeah, Um, it was a walk-off splash the other night. Yeah. Okay, well... uh, you got anything else to say about Mike? It's just funny. Like we said, like certain players finally get opportunities and he made his opportunity last year and was one of the better nine best players on that team last year. And we're like, what is going to do this year? He's going to have a full year. And <laughs> he is not like disappointed except for his teammate that ha- has just been killing it. Yeah. So if, so if you guys are new to the show, uh, me and Alan, we do not talk about our notes prior to the show. We make it just whatever happens, happens. And it's funny that you bring up Mike Yaz because I have one of his teammates on my top performances around the league. I have Donovan Solano. I have him too. That's the other <laughs> guy because he is just straight killing it. Yeah. When I wrote this, he was on a nine-game hitting streak. It's up to 11 now. Um, and he was batting 457 with 13 ribbies. Um, I mean, he's been playing so good they even gave him a nickname already, Donnie Barrels, because that's yeah. what he does. And he's batting 465 right now. Yes. That dude is on fire. Yeah, 12 games, 20 hits, one home run, 13 RBIs, and that 465. Only one <laughs> other player is batting 400. So we're like, look, we're, you know, we're almost a quarter way in, and now the 400 question mark is going to get real. And he's batting 465. So it's like, can he keep this up? I agree. Could he be it? Who's the other guy batting? Is it Cano? Um, no. Because Cano was batting pretty good before he got, you know. Um, I know. No, it's um, LeMahieu. Oh, okay. He, he's up there. Okay. I, but, yes, Donovan Solano. Look, this, this is why I like the Giants, man. I mean, they're, they're out here they're out They here got fighting. some young people. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not saying Mikey Yaz is young, but he's new to the league. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a little older, but he's, he's, like, he's like a DeGrom. Came, came in a little later. Yeah. You know, um. Unfortunately, Mike was like blocked in, in Baltimore. He finally got traded last year for a reliever. Their loss and got and he did well and got his chance and never stopped there. Yeah, man, he, he's going to make Grandpa happy with the, with these stats, man. Right, but you know, yeah, with Giants team, we're not expecting much. They don't really have pitching. They have some older pitchers. So once they get the pitching going, this team could be something in a couple years. Yeah, I completely so agree. With these two guys, so far so good with them. Um, so I think you and I have the same picture as well. Do you have Sonny Gray? We do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, this guy has been killing the, for the Reds. Absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, this is as good as it gets right now. Yeah. He started three games with three wins. How three, can you? Yep. With a, with a sub one ERA at a point. Nine six with twenty eight strikeouts. Yeah, and he's averaging at least six innings an outing. So this is what yeah. we need. This is what you need as a, as a starter. You want your guy to go at least six. Do, do his job. Put your team in a position to win, and that's exactly what Sonny's doing. I can't praise the guy enough. Yeah, with the Reds, we knew Sonny was when he was with Oakland was yep. that guy. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had a couple down years and injuries with the Yankees. The Yankees traded him. He had an year with the Reds, but we knew he had that talent. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if with now Trevor Bauer there, that one, two is working. This is why we like the Reds this, this season. We for do. The division. We do. And Sonny's just proving it right now. Yeah, man. He's doing his thing. I'm not mad at you. You keep doing you. Yeah. And then, you know, Trevor was another one. He's right up there with a low ERA, I think one point something in his two starts or three starts. Even like, if he gave up a couple runs, I still love the guy, man. He's a funny dude. 
Yeah, like he does not hold nothing back. Like Sonny's, I mean, uh, Trevor Bauer is the man. Yeah, but you know that Reds team is interesting, and um, it's just funny. Like you look at these teams, like these pitchers, like you don't think like Shane Bieber, like like until those two earned runs he gave up last game. Yep. Like before that little bit, you're like, is he about to have a zero zero through three starts? Like this is going to get interesting. Yeah, man. I, I mean, he 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 can still bring it down a lot because the way he's pitching, there's no going back. He's he's in the running right now. He's in the running. Yeah, so we'll see if you know if he can keep it up. You know, keep was it Cleveland kind of in it because they're not they're not leading it, but you know with the expanded playoffs, they would technically have a playoff spot right now. So let's go ahead and go into current standings as of right now. Okay, my um, standings are a little off, right. but uh, yeah, so that's far. So let's start with the American League, the East. Of course, we talk about Judge is hot and stuff. The Yankees are clearly leading that division at nine but, and three. But the big one that sticks out. Is the Orioles. Yes. We had them at the bottom of the totem pole. Well, right now it looks like Boston is the worst team in that division. And right. it's showing and in the in the right. unfortunately I think Baltimore they're about okay, yeah. I think they they really didn't miss a beat. I think they post to play Miami, so they're a little behind, but they didn't go a big stretch like, you know, nationals and stuff because they changed the schedule and made Yankees play them, so that's why they're not too far off. But well, well, I know you said the Yankee the Red Sox are at the bottom of the totem pole, but at the same time, the Blue Jays also only had three wins as of Tuesday. I'm not sure what they've done since then. They're four and six now. Okay. And, so and you then, have Yankees at nine and three, Baltimore at five and seven, Tampa Bay at five and seven. Toronto at four and six, and then Red Sox at four and eight. But it's still close. I mean, so even even though their their records are terrible, they're still within reach. Yeah. So you know, Boston in last place is five games back. Yep. So you know they're three and seven in the last ten. So Boston needs to figure out unless it's going to be you know a year. Well, you know the next ten games will tell a lot. If if Boston's still looking as bad in the next ten games, we might see a fire sale. Yeah. Um, so next is the Central. So what we said about the Twins, they were the first team to win 10 games. Yeah. So they're 10-3 and three right now. Yeah, Twins are looking great. They're looking great. We knew with all those, you know, the one-year deals yeah. and other stuff like that. I'm like, We knew they could, were trying to make moves. You know, they were tired of losing to the Yankees in the first round. Like, we, we have a team, <laughs> and they're like, we need to make – and they finally add some pitching. It's working well for them. Yep. So they're uh, at 10-3. And, and the White Sox, um, they're doing okay. They're not doing as great as we thought, but they're not doing as bad either. Yeah, so right now, in second place right now is Cleveland at 8-6. and six. White Sox is 7-6. and six. Detroit is at 5-5. Five and five. And Kansas City is at 4-10. and 10. Okay, so the Indians made some moves since Tuesday because uh, I had them at 5-6, and six, so they've won two games straight at least. Yeah, so All they're 5-5 right. five and five in the last 10 games. They're on a three-game winning streak. Nice, okay. White Sox are on a two-game losing streak, so that's why they kind of mess around. And then... Detroit and Kansas City, we knew they were going to fight for the bottom because Kansas City is a very young team. So, And then same thing with Detroit. So yeah. it's kind of like who's going to be who, the worst and who's trying to get that top pick for next year's draft. Okay. In the West, we said, you know, Houston is having a hard time. So Oakland is making the best of it, leading that division at 9-4. and four. But Astros are still in there, aren't they? Are they They're still- at 6-6. Six and six. Are they in second? Yes. But that's what we're saying. The top two from each yep. each division still get in. But now with Mike Trout being daddy mode, got that power. <laughs> yeah, man. He's only he. They're at five and eight, so okay. they're not too far back. Okay. Seattle's at five and nine, and then Texas is at three and eight. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Everybody's still tight though. So if you think about right now, if the season in and now, of course you have Yankees, Baltimore. Woof. Well, I guess Baltimore and Tampa Bay would have to play in. Okay. Because they're tied. Um. Twins, Indians, okay, Oakland, Houston, and then the tiebreakers. He five and eight. 
White Sox would get the one of the other ones, and then I guess the loser of the the Baltimore Tampa Bay would be your other wild wild card team for the American League okay. as of right now. Well, so, it's, a, it's a different story when we go into. Okay, I'm saying we go to the east of the of National League. Yeah, because then because the games played, the games played, the two teams who has it effective are on the National League, right. so it just looks completely weird. That's the weirdest looking division so far. Yeah, ours because your know, three teams have unfortunately had issues with not playing games, playing games. So let's get right into it in just one second. So the National League, like we said, it's gonna be real weird. So as of right now, before we start recording this. In the NL East, Miami is leading the division at 6-1 and one, woof, on a five-game winning streak. Atlanta <laughs> is 9-5. and five, So you see the difference, you know, yep. seven games played to, you know, Atlanta having 14 games played. So seven more games, you know, that's the big difference. Then Washington is at 4-5. and five. Well, I guess we can say six now since their game just went final. Yeah. They got Billy, blown out. <laughs> Is at three and four, the Mets are at five and eight. Okay, because of percentages and stuff, you know we have played way more games than the other ones. But now it's come, you know, a lot of you know Philly fans and stuff are like, maybe it wasn't our coach. Well, I I said that. Look, man, you they, don't have pitching, right? Besides Arenado, and then yes, you went and got um, Zach Wheeler this year, but after that, you had no one. Well, Arietta's old. I felt they did great. Given what they had last season, I mean, yeah, five hundred two years in a row. He, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's it's a lot of things going on there. Uh, a lot. Of, I mean, they look good on paper, yeah. but you got to you got to go out there and perform. You got you your you know. Okay, will our veteran pitcher be the same finally? Exactly. And then these you these young guys we got in the back of the end of the rotation are they finally gonna step up? And now Philly's like because mm. they <laughs> lost to Miami, and then of course got quarantined, and then now they keep losing. They finally won one last night, but it's still not looking good. Yeah, but they're not being talked about. When's the last time you heard Bryce Harper's name recently? I haven't. I think I'll, I think he hit a home run. I think two nights ago. Other than that, I've not seen anything. Right. Well, you know, Yelichuto <laughs> is doing like the best for them. I think he's having like one of the better seasons. But unfortunately, I was, I was gonna say the same thing about Yelich. I haven't heard his name called out much either. But he did have it into Parker the other night too. Yeah. So speaking of you know that division in the NL Central. Chicago is the other team in the major leagues with 10 wins. Yeah, and this is a team that prior to the season starting, me and Allen were on the fence about them. We're like, are they, they, they could either be pitching. really good or they could just be really bad this the year. The pitching had a lot of question marks. Yeah. And Grandpa Ross, I guess, is working it out. <laughs> yeah, well, he, if anybody can work it out, it's him. I mean, he's been behind the plate his whole career. He knows pitching. And then that, and just like we said, with St. Louis's whole, you know, St. Louis's only played five games. Yeah. Two and three. To most other played 14 or so. So, but in second place, you get Milwaukee is at five and five. Of course, they didn't get to play games because they were supposed to play St. Louis. So they're one, another division that looks weird. Then Cincinnati Reds are five and eight. And then Pittsburgh, which is probably the worst team in baseball. Yeah. Besides Texas at three and 10. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And we expected it. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, they traded their players away last season, I believe. Traded players away. They just got a new coach, new GM. He wants to get his guys in there. So he knows, like, we're, we're going to suck for a while. Well, look, yeah. Especially when you trade two All-Stars, will end up being All-Stars, to Tampa Bay for a guy that Nets going to play for you after this year, most I likely. I know. It's so bad. Um, but that, that's good news for them because they know that they're going to take more than a year to get a good team. So they're, this year is just like they're out there to be there, but they're actually they're probably working hard to see what they got to do in the future. Yeah, because, you know, they do have a nice two good young stars. Now it's like, okay, are they going to be here long term? 
Like, are we finally going to get our team together where they're still there? We're at the, you know, paying them. It's something they got to figure out. Because Josh Bell is a great first baseman. It's just unfortunately he's on a sucky team. Yep. So, so in the West, we have a not really a shocker. They barely have an edge beating, you know, this, the mighty Dodgers. We have the Rockies at 9-3. and three. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like this division is competitive right now, though. Very competitive, uh, especially this, <laughs> la- this series that just ended, I think, last night with the Dodgers and Padres. Yeah. The, we thought Padres could be possibly in it, and they were proving it. They went toe-to-toe with the Dodgers in the series. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, the Rockies, Dodgers, and the Padres all look pretty decent. And like you said, the Giants are getting some momentum. I like this division. Yeah. So the Rockies at 9-3, Dodgers are at 9-4. and four. Padres are seven and six, Giants are six and eight, and then Arizona's at five and eight. Still not that bad. I mean, if you look at it, if you throw some of these teams in the other divisions, they're doing really well. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm pleasantly surprised with this, and this is the reason why they're going to have the top two from each division go through, yeah. and even wild cards. So if we break it down like we did with the American League, you'll have Miami and Atlanta representing the East, Chicago's and Milwaukee representing the Central. And then the Rockies and Dodgers represent the West. And your two other teams, looks like it's from the West as well. It'll that's be Padres what, and Giants. That's what I'm saying. As of right now. And this, and, and this is why they're doing it like this, because if, if these teams are this good, they deserve to get in. It's, it's not their fault. They're in a really good division. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're 14, 15 games in. Finally, teams are getting breaks that were supposed to have breaks, like the Mets last night. So, like you said, it's day off, and then you're still having like another two weeks. Day yep. off, two yep. weeks. So it's, you know, finally get a breather. Okay, now, we, you know, and it's weird because, you know, you're facing, like we said, like we faced Atlanta how many times the first two weeks? It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah, And now we just faced Washington. We <laughs> get Miami right now. Then we go we host in Washington. And then I think we finally play the Yankees. Yeah, and, and the, the sick part is that Atlanta's record looks so good, but we should have won a couple of those games easily. Just, a lot of those games. <laughs> it's just like, well, there's another year of being a Mets fan, I guess. Yep. So it, very interesting season. So so speaking of the Mets, <laughs> let's yeah. go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, so let's get some deep Mets talk. So the biggest question, you know, with the you know these trades and stuff that has happened the last couple of years, is Brody on the hot seat? Well, my answer is maybe. Uh, I mean, the Mets are in a are a hot mess with Cespedes disappearing act and and the Lowry situation. Um, you know, it's not a good look. But at the same time, we did acquire Billy Hamilton and and Brian Dozier. Um, and Brody's doing what he can to give during, you know, given these circumstances surrounding the club. I don't think he should be in a hot seat yet. Um, it's still early for me. I think he's in the hot seat regardless of what happens, because once they do have a new owner, he might want to bring his guy in. I'm sure he's going to bring his guy in. So, but Brody needs to try to do whatever he can to try to win a championship this year because it might be his only opportunity. Now, if they do win the championship this year, then that might be a question like, okay, look, we might have to give this guy some more time. So, okay, so you're saying he's in a hot seat because of the sell. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, I guess he might not be in the hot seat for this year because of their, their, yeah. the fact that they're selling team. They don't want to ro- go with anybody else. Yeah, because if you think about it, like, you know, if it keeps going worse and he just bombs something and it's like, okay, let's just get rid of them. But it's like, what's the point? Because it's not going to be my problem here in like so, four or five months. <laughs> so it's kind of like one of the situations where uh, they fire a head coach and they got the interim coach coming in. It's like you're on a trial basis. So he's... he's He's in there because, you know, the owner, the owners, they don't care. The will punch, like, you're in here, fine, whatever. We don't, we're not worried about this. We're trying to sell the team. Yeah. And then a the new guy coming in, you're you're auditioning for him right now, basically. Yeah. So pretty much you need to prove something like, well, I can build this team. Yeah. Like, if you get within, like, you know, a game of the World Series or you're in the World Series, lose it. Like, look, I did this. 
for give me money, I can make this team better kind of situation, he can probably prove himself. I mean, or yeah, or if you have some um, something that you can quantify, like, hey, this is what I did, you know, and these are the stats that go with it. So, you know, if you can show yeah. that you're making progress, I guess, it, it just depends on who gets the team and what they want. Yeah, I think, but the biggest factor we all were questioning when this move happened, when he became a GM, like, who's this guy? Yep. He's an agent. What and does he have a baseball background? Not really. Like that's true. It was very question mark. Like I thought the guy who ended up going to the Red Sox, that's the guy. Like we're about to get this guy. Tampa Bay does great things. He knows what he's doing. And then they picked Brody. I'm like, well, wasn't Brody like Syndergaard's agent or somebody's like one of the pitchers? He was Syndergaard's at the time, but he was Degrom's. Oh, Degrom's. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> so that, that they had to separate themselves from that situation, all that stuff. But well, well, well speaking of bad looks. <laughs> For the Mets, um, we got to talk about Cespedes. So, what was this? Saturday? No, Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday, because it was at my cousin's birthday. I don't know. All I know is I'm watching the game and I hear Cespedes is missing. <laughs> yeah, when I was like, when I, I checked my phone because I was in my parents' pool and I'm like, what do you mean Cespedes is missing? <laughs> right before you text me, I'm like, what do you mean missing? Yeah, I mean, he was there the night before. Yeah. Like and he, he didn't show up to the game. He was in Atlanta, I'm assuming. Yeah, they were in Atlanta. So, they, you know, he didn't show up. So, of course, they went and checked the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Well, hotel room was empty. Yeah, the first thing I thought was the man got kidnapped. But then I remembered, hey, he didn't go back to Cuba. There's no way he got kidnapped. So what's going on? But, and then it <sighs> comes, and I guess he, his agent contacted me game that day. He's opting out. So it's like. You could have done it a better way. But then, like, Nemo said recently, like, he knew that he was opting out. So well, did he tell certain players, not the management? Well, like, what? I'm not sure but, if it was Nemo, but somebody said that they were like, hey, where's Cespedes? And, like, Conforto or somebody told yeah. him, oh, he's gone. He's out. Yeah. But then there's also the rumor is that he was, wasn't happy with the playing time. There was that rumor. Well, like, well, I mean, what's he not happy with? He was basically the DH. I mean, I know there were some games he didn't sit in there, but... I look, the reason his playing time is down, have you seen his hitting? My man was batting about 161 by the time he left, he opted out. Yeah. That's not even close. He was definitely late on breaking balls and off speed. Like fastball, yeah, he fastball. Was. That's where you guys two home runs most well, I think pretty much. But he, he wasn't swinging great. No, like his he was definitely a little off. Like, not like he was a summer camp. Maybe that's why he wanted more playing time. I don't know, like But at the same time, you got uh you got a GM on a short leash, you got a coach on a short leash. They don't have time for you to figure it out. We're in a short season. Yeah. If you're not producing now, somebody else has to get in there and they have enough talent on the bench to make that happen. So I don't I don't disagree with any any uh moves that the coach made. Cespedes needed to produce. Yeah, and he probably could have done better and then now the whole thing, you know, he's a free agent. Does this not look good for him the future? Oh, absolutely not. Like, you're talking about a league minimum deal if he gets a chance next year. Or a Puig situation. I mean, I don't even know if he, I know Puig got offers, but you're not getting paid what you think you're going to pay. The Mets done wasted about $110 million in four years for a guy who's only been there for maybe half of one season. Yeah. Is, is, and, and he hasn't produced. So not only have you been injured prone, now you decide just to walk away when you're performing badly, you might not get another chance. I don't yeah. know. You might but be looking at KBO. But then something about family was sick, so he was worried about that. So that's it's. there's been no clear information. It, was it playing time? Was it family? I'm not buying the family thing. You so, know why? Because it abruptly happened. Yeah. If he really had issues going on, he would have had these discussions, and we wouldn't have been shocked like we were. We thought the man got kidnapped in Atlanta. Yeah, like he, like you know, because you know, teams got to submit to the MLB office yeah. their lineup card. Like, did lineup card come out and he's like, "Oh, I'm not playing today." Well, fuck it. 
Well, he went 0 for 4 the night before he left, and like I said, he wasn't batting at all. I think he left because he can't keep up with the, with the pitching. I don't know. I don't so, know, man. It's shocking to me. Yeah, because there's about the playing time because something about his incentive is about playing time. Oh, okay. Like they're wor- he was worried about that kind of. Like, you're not giving me an opportunity. Like, so we'll see if he ever gets back into baseball, like what happens in the future, if he ever comes out clean, talks about it. I'm sure something's going to surface, but yeah, I-, I am interested to see where he goes from here, though. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he can – because, you know – was he the two-time home run champ? You know, when he was good, he was good. But then... When he's bad, he's bad. It, it's, yeah. it reminds me of... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Panda, man. It's like, you, oh. when you're good, you're good. When you're fat, you're Pan- fat. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> Panda <laughs> got paid for the Red Sox. Still getting paid for the Red he's, Sox. He's eating good, though, is what yeah. I know. Ho- hopefully the uh, Orioles sign Cespedes to a uh, minor league deal when we see him here in Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so when we talked about a little bit earlier how the Mets lost three infielders on one night in yeah, it was in crazy. Washington. It's you know, Ahmed was day to day with, you know, quadriceps. Um he remained out of the lineup Wednesday, so maybe with that off day, I think you said I think he was in the lineup today. Uh Cano left with tightness in his right groin. Two innings later, uh wasn't sure when he injured it, but he has been placed on the ten day DL. Right. And and these are these injuries are, are concerning because, you know, like you said, did we did we rush them too quickly in summer camp to try to get back to actually make a season happen? Because when you lose guys this game alone, we lost McNeil, Rosario, and yeah. Cano to injuries, and then the other team lost Soroka to a Achilles. So the longer we play, if, if we start losing key players every night, I mean no might be small injuries, but sometimes they're not that could really start adding up. And then you're yeah. going to have a, a team full of minor leaguers and all your big guys are going to be injured and the next season is going to be trash can like the Astros. Yeah, especially when you don't have top <laughs> prospect or a top farm team to replace oh, your guys. Exactly. Not so everybody can be you the White Sox. Yeah, if you're, or like Tampa Bay <laughs> yeah. where you've got like slew of players next man up or Dodgers just have people. But, you know, McNeil left with a low-grade right intercoastal strain, but apparently he injured it during batting practice. You know, he says it's not too bad. You know, it's more of a strain in his rib cage. He's it's minor. He'd be like he was in the lineup, and he was starting tonight. So he is feeling much better tonight. Yes, but with that, such a short season, how do we know we're not rushing these guys back after these injuries? Like, look, man, put some dirt on it, rub it off. You're playing tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. Like, cause if in a regular season, they could be out a couple weeks, and nobody's, you know, stressed about it. Like, all right, he'll come back. He's okay. But in a short season, we need you back tomorrow. Yeah. And so, you know, with Mets news, you know, Stroman is supposed to pitch a simulated game. I think it was supposed to be tonight or tomorrow night to hopefully within another start or two that he would have been because we definitely need that. Um, yeah, we need that arm. Finally, Rick looked good. Priscilla looked great. And finally, Waka is still that up-in-the-air guy, and then Mats has just been... Hittable. <laughs> Mats was good the first game. Like, okay, yeah. especially Atlanta. It's, Atlanta like, yeah. it's like, okay, good. Well, also Atlanta was slow to start because exactly. Akuna, Akuna was wasn't doing anything. He had, a, he had a bad start. We decided to let him open up his game against us. Um, Porcello looked okay. Uh, Waka's pitching today, um, and his first inning, he looked great. But then after that, they just started getting on him. I know it's yeah. raining in, in New York, or I'm not sure if they're playing in New York. It's yeah, ra- it's, in New York. It's raining there, but at the same time, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, so, you know, these injuries, especially your infielder, and you don't have guys to step up, and it's like it's, it hurts very much. So, especially when you're like, we can't miss a beat. Like we need to, you know, fix this ship. We need to see what's going on, and injuries are piling up quick. So, All right, 
the next thing, it's finally where it's like, okay, ownership, you know, Mets sell. It's like, we've heard all these teams, these groups. Well, apparently it's coming really down to two teams. Okay. Two groups. Well, two groups. I know for a fact one is Cohen. Yes. Cohen, he, he's got to be the favorite. He he, is. he put up a $4 billion bid. Yeah, for the team and then SNY. Then so, they're saying SNY is not for sale. He's going to get that deal. If he gets the team, yeah, he's, he's going to work deal. a deal. If Absolutely. he's going to pay more than $2 billion, He's going to do it. He well, wants both. Well, yeah, now that I heard he's, he's throwing out four, he's serious. He yeah. is very serious, and he's got to be the front runner. has to be. Who's the second group? So it's more and more the A-Rod group as being that other group. I thought it had to be because I saw them walking around uh, recently. They, they showed him talking about yeah. that and stuff. So, and the other group that's still kind of in it is Josh Harrison and David Blitzer of you know, the 76ers and the New Jersey yeah. Devils. Oh, they got the money too, so yeah. yeah. But the thing is where it's coming out now, they don't believe they have the cash alone. Okay. So now they're trying to get minor owners in it to that group. But, you know, a lot of people are questioning, can they run three different teams now? Because Mark Cuban said it's hard to run one team. And they already got the 76ers and the Devils, which are not great teams. It might be hard to run one team, but that's because Mark Cuban has got to be the most involved (laughs) owner out of all these people. Because he's at every game. He's just so involved. They could be hands-off owners. They have the money. They they let the guys do their job, and they don't worry about it as much. So it just depends on how you do it. The one concern I had with Cohen is that people on social media are starting to pull out his, his history, and they're... They were showing like uh, oh, it was insider trading, and exactly, stuff like that. and he and he he couldn't be on the board for two years and all this other stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, if, yeah. if he's got a shady guy, I'm not sure. I know he has the money. I would feel comfortable with J Lo's and and A Rod's group just because of the people associated with it and they know sports. Um, and then at the same time, like you said, these other guys they already own two teams. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So pretty much these three teams are starting to do the the VIP tours. Exactly. So it's getting close. The sale should be done by the end of the season. So end of October, the deal should be done. So that way, winter meetings come. They get if they want to get a new coach, owner, the, I mean the GM, everything, and then they want to like look, go get these players because I have deep pockets. Yep. Um, a Rod and Jaylor are are very comfortable. They're putting the most money, so that you know the percentage and stuff. But My Colin only, yeah. has the cash. Right. Right. My only concern with A-Rod's group is what are they going to do after they buy the team? They don't have any money. Um, that's my biggest concern. Yeah, uh, so as my, Mets fans, a big market team, we are saying, Cohen, go buy this team. Yeah, I mean, my concern with Cohen is, you know, the shady dealings, you know, is he is integrity there. But at the same time, he's got the money now. I know he wants a team. I'm, I'm sure he'll do a way better the job than Wilpon. So I'm okay with any of these three people right now. Yeah, and apparently, I guess Cohen is going around to the other owners having talking because, you know, they have to vote. Oh, yeah. So say if Cohen wins the bid and then he doesn't get the vote, then A-Rod's group would be the fallback. This is Because a lot of people around baseball, like, it's it, it's weird because, you know, the inside trade and the post, what happened with the Cohen deal, it's like, mm, he kind of hurt us before. But then you look at A-Rod, like, he hurt baseball with steroids. But he has fixed himself over the years. Maybe. I so mean, you don't like, know how the owners feel about yeah. him, though. Um, but – Regardless, I'm sure the Wilpons are in talks with the other owners to see if they would be okay voting these people before they get super serious because yeah. they don't want to waste their time either. Yeah, but if what we're hearing with Cohen's like ready to spend, so you're talking about it's good for baseball. It spending is good. money, like yes. so it's like Yeah, it's it's absolutely good. You don't want a team that nobody spends money on because then you look at them and it's like, oh, big whoop. But if you got a team that you're actually investing in and it's gonna get more people excited, I completely agree with that. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll go to like the third round here. Let's see, it's August now. I think September. We'll really know if these are the two groups that's left. Yeah. Because if Josh and David are really trying to get more money, because you know 
Cohen went strong with his first offer, like you said, with the $4 billion. That's real but strong. Of course, the second bid, they said, do not offer a bid for SNY. Okay, yes, let's get the deal done for the Mets, and then he can go to the Wilpons. Like, look, what will it take to get me SNY? I don't know, man. I, I feel like in this situation, we talked about it, you have to get SNY to make this to make sense. Yeah, the, the rumor is that to balance the book for the Mets, people are hearing that you need SNY to balance the books. Yeah, and if I was Cohen, this is my deal. You're not going to get a better deal. JLo's group's not getting $4 billion. You're no, not getting it. They all have barely enough to buy the team. They have like 750 between the two of them. That's not even a billion. We're not yeah. even talking about one right now. My man threw four on the table and said, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. Cohen's not playing games. You're either going to sell him the team or you're going to take a big I loss. I think it's just make sure he will get the approval from the league, which yeah. he pretty much had it the first when the deal was about to be done in February. I think he'll be fine. So I think, you know, with him talking in what's going on, because he said he can clear the air, like he didn't understand that. Apparently, Wilpons had control over the team. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't understand that part, and then the SNY that the, how much money they were in debt. I guess he was it was miscommunication. It's been fixed now, so hopefully the deal gets done, and we'll know if we have a new owner comes. I guess the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, if we had to put money on it right now, I think we're we're thinking taking uh, Cohen at this time. Yeah, I think he's like the odds betting favorites, unless something happens like the last minute. I think it's Cohen's to lose again. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I think that's all that we have for this episode. Yep. Uh, most likely be a quick turnaround next week because, you know, it is later in the week. Yeah. But um, well, anyway, no hurricanes. Yeah. If you guys like what you see, please hit like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. All right, guys. See you later. All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. Don't hog the goodness here from AA Sports with your friends. And if you want to take that step further, please Click on that Patreon link that's in that YouTube, you know, description down there. We do monthly giveaways, gifts from us if you do different tiers. And you will get most likely everything we do here at Double Sports a day early, if not more. So please share that with your friends also. We'll catch you on next time. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stuff for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to wait.